Rocco? What's up, buddy? Hey, wait. Hey, Rocco. Rocco, come here. Come here. You can come here. I got something. I have something. Come here, Rocco. Hey, can I hold him? Hey, wait. Rocco, what's that? What's this? What's this, Rocco? You want it? Yeah? Okay. That's cool. You want to go hunting? Go. What are you going to do with it? Huh? You got any problems with anybody out there? Come here, come here, come here. Hey, what's what's this? That's mine. Oh. No. <laughs> See him? His eyes light up. Yeah. You want it? <laughs> wow, look, Rocco. You got a knife. All right, Rocco, now go run through the crowd with your knife. Oh, wait, no, okay, all right. Can I have it back? Can I have it back? Thank you. Oh. You want, I'll let you play with it later, okay? Okay. Thanks, buddy. Wow. Hmm. Was that wise, what I just did? No. What? Oh, I mean, it's a knife. Knives are useful, right? We can use, I mean, we can use, oh, when people know how to use them. Well, you think Rocco doesn't know how to use it? He's two, he can, I mean, come on. That's right, he's a, he's a Spanish Wells kid. They know how to use knives to clean fish from, from day born. So, right? <laughs> I hope he didn't cut something else. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, but a knife can be useful in the right hands, right? And it's not very smart to give a knife to a two-year-old. Uh, now, at first I gave it to him, it was protected in the holster, right? But eventually he was going to figure that out and he was going to pop that thing open. And then what? A two-year-old with a knife, who's he going to do damage to? Himself? Other people? Hmm. You don't think Rocco's ready for the responsibility yet? To handle a knife of this size? and this sharpness and pointiness and and well there's a difference between sharp because it can be sharp here but not pointy there see that's pointy see sorry it is dangerous to give a two-year-old a knife and so in the same way tonight I'm gonna say that dating there is a certain purpose for it there is a usefulness in dating, depending on how you define it, okay? Uh, but in the wrong hands, and if 
used by someone who is not ready to handle the responsibility of it, what can happen? Just like a knife in a two-year-old's hand, dating and someone who's not ready for it, who doesn't know what its purpose is, it can, harm, it can be harmful. You can harm yourself with it and you can harm other people with it, right? You, you, do you agree with this? You agree with this? Okay. Ella, do you agree with me? No. Okay. Richard, that's your problem. <laughs> Ten years down the road, you're going to have to be like, dating's fine. I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Does that happen now, Ella? Does he? No? Okay. Are you dating now? D Ella is dating. Yeah. Ella has a boyfriend. Yeah. Who is Ella's boyfriend? Timon. Yes, Timon. You are betrothed. Ella, do you kiss Timon? No? Your sister is letting all your business out now. Your sister says yes. Do you kiss him on the lips? No. <laughs> she does. <laughs> Richard said he didn't raise her. All right. Oh. <laughs> that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. The mission strip the mission strip girls know what that's all about, right? All right. So, dating can be dangerous in the wrong person's hands, in people who are not ready for it and don't know how to use it. You might be ready for it, but you might not know what its purpose is. And you can still do damage. How many of you think you are ready for dating? Rashad Chris, Nathan, Andrew, the 10-year-old over in the other side, uh, the nine-year-old sitting in the front. All right, I just want to go over some, some stats that I gave y'all. Who, who went to the winter retreat in January? How many of you? Yeah, good amount. I want to remind you of some stats that I gave you at the winter retreat, all right? 25% of all teenage girls in America have an STD. 25% have a sexually transmitted disease. One in four, all right? Look at that, see that row of girls right there? If we were in the US, at least one of you would have an STD. Y'all gotta fight over who, which one has it, okay? I don't know. Okay? One in four. So when you're walking through the mall in the U.S. the next time and you see four girls standing there, you know one, at least one of them is at, at the very least sexually active and probably has an STD. Dangerous. Dangerous in the wrong hands, right? Th listen to this stat. This stat blows my mind. This blows my mind. 50% of African-American girls in the U.S., if we want to say black, okay? That doesn't offend anybody here, right? Because we're Bahamian, okay? 50% of black girls in the U.S. have an STD. That's very, he, he figured it out. It's half of them. He takes math. On average, on average, girls are losing their virginity at age 15. On average. On average, okay? 
Obviously, some are losing it less, some are losing it later, all right? 14% of teens who are having sex say they're doing it at school. 14%, okay. One third, 33% of girls in the US are pregnant at least once by the time they're 20. All right. And we have seen even celebrities, teenage celebrities who, who could not handle their responsibility, right? Jamie Lynn Spears. She's pregnant again? Okay, well. But I can tell you, I can show you examples and y'all know them of teens who used to be in this youth group who, who have gone on and pregnant, had a kid, not married, all right? Grew up in Calvary, went through everything, went through Sunday school, Friday night, everything, and still ended up pregnant. Now, so you guys can be sitting in here and think, oh yeah, I already know everything. I got it all. I, you know, I don't, I don't need to listen to this. Ain't nothing going to happen to me. Um, don't be so sure. In the wrong hands, it can be dangerous. Which is why the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 23. If anyone can quote it, who can quote Proverbs 4, 23 for me? Anybody? You need a Bible. That's, that's not quite the same as quoting. That's a cool kind of quoting. All right, this is what it says. Do we have it up on the screen? Oh, there it is. Okay, it wasn't there a literal split second ago. Keep your heart with all vigilance. Vigilance. It's like I was on the radio with, with Carlos Reed, and he kept saying revelant. Not relevant. Revelant. Yeah, revelant ministry. Not relevant ministry. Revelant. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. All right? Keep your heart. Other translations say, guard your heart with all diligence. Vigilance, diligence. All right? For out of it flows... That translation says the springs of life. Many other translations say out of it flows the issues of life. All right? And what's your heart? Who knows what your heart is? Not this, not that, right? What's your heart? What? Uh, <laughs> right, okay. Anybody know what your heart is? When the Bible says, guard your heart, does that mean you put on a bulletproof vest and walk around every day? Right? No? What does it mean? What does it mean? You got to know what it means because that's what it says. It says guard it. So what does it mean? Amala? Your mind? Okay. That's, that's a part of your heart. Definitely. People's problems? Keep out problems. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um... It has to do with your heart is, is 
It's like where you make all your decisions. What influences all your decisions? Your mind, your emotions, your will, right? All of those things are wrapped up in your heart. And if you don't guard your heart, then all of your emotions, your decisions, they're going to be they're going to be messed up. Because anything and anyone has gotten into your heart. And so it's not you who's making the decision. It's all those things that have been influencing you. So it says, guard your heart with all diligence. Out of it flow the issues of life. And one of the issues is relationships with the opposite sex. All right? So tonight, we want to help you learn how to guard your heart, especially when it comes to the opposite sex. How many of you like somebody? Yeah? Nobody? Thaddeus doesn't like anybody? Yeah? All right. It's good. It's good. All right. So first question. First question. First question. What is dating? Donna, what is dating? All right, guys, if we're going to do this, we need one person talking at a time, okay? What's dating? When two people go to dinner. Hey, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. That's, that's what some people consider a date, right? Starbucks. It, yeah. At Word of Life, when I went to Word of Life, they had this, this track, this road track. Um, and if you walked around that road track with a girl one time, you were friends. If you, but if you kept walking and you went around two times, you were dating. And if you walked around three times, you were engaged. Yeah, that's how it works. That's how it works. Okay. What is dating? <laughs> yes, Nathan. It wasn't. It wasn't that long. It was. <laughs> it was just if you decided to stay walking with this girl and talking for that for for that amount of time, it was apparently you were investing in something. All right. What do what do what do what do y'all call dating nowadays? What do y'all call dating? Carrying a girl to the movies and you know, okay. Rashad, you have been gone a long time. <laughs> All right. Um, that that's true. That's for some people. That's what dating is: going out, taking a girl out, and seeing just how far you can get with that girl. How far will this girl let me go? That's what dating is to some people, right? It might take a little longer with some girls. I might have to take her out two or three times, but then, you know, and if she doesn't let me do anything, then it's time to move on. We used to call it, we used to call it going out when I was in high school. We used to call it, it's going, yeah. We going out, we going, yeah, we going. We going. What does that mean? If you go in with somebody, what does that mean? Yeah. 
No, we're not dating, we're going. What does that mean? Hold on, hold on. Shh. Everybody, let's listen to Andrew. I just, that means, like, if I said I was going with somebody, that means I decided to invest a, deal of, a, a great deal of my time in this person. Uh huh. You probably decided to invest some of your heart in that person, too, right? Not all the time. Not all the time. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. What is the purpose of dating? Question two. To get to know someone, okay. Can you do that as friends? Okay, so why do you need to date? To what? To find a potential spouse, I like it, yes. Very good, okay. Or to what? To prevent vultures? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's your situation. <laughs> I got you. I feel for you, Thaddeus. All right. What is the purpose of dating? Um, some people think. Some people think it's just to see how many people I can hook up with before I get married, right? How far I can get with a girl, Lauren says, to find out if this person is marriageable. Yeah, marriage material, okay. So if you are 14 and you are going with someone, are you gonna find out that they're marriage material? Not really. Right, exactly. Which goes back to my two-year-old with a knife point. Right, but you're in love when you're 14. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm not saying the feelings aren't real, all right? I'm saying they're real. I'm just saying maybe they don't have a direction yet. Maybe there's no real place for those feelings to go. You know what I'm saying? So instead of investing all of your heart into somebody at 14 years old, and, and what happens when you're 14? They break up with you, your heart's broken, you wanna die, um, I can't do school, depressed, yes, okay. Huh? Right, and then you move on to someone else to get that person jealous, that's mature. Uh, I know, but you're 14, right. But do you see the collateral damage that's happening now, right? Because we didn't guard our heart, because we just said, oh, I have an urge, and I just gotta do something with it, even though I can't marry this person, and we're probably gonna break up at some point, and you know, we're gonna do things physically that we shouldn't do. Um, I'm assuming some things tonight. I'm assuming that having sex before marriage is wrong, and that y'all know this, okay? Anybody disagree with that? And I'm assuming that you guys know you should not date a non-Christian. All right? I'm assuming that you guys know this, but we'll talk about it. We will talk about it. All right? Do you have a plan for dating? Because so many people just say, I like you, you like me. Okay, we're going. Now what? 
Um, I'm going to call you and we're going to breathe on the phone to each other. I don't know what to say. You hang up first. No, 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 you hang up first. Okay, let's hang up at the same time. Okay. Oh, you didn't hang up. Uh Huh? Huh? This is why I'm single? No. That's not... Yes, that is why I'm single. Because I did stupid things as a teenager. And I am not learning how to date somebody until I turn 25. And did I really figure out, hey, my whole method of trying to find a wife is screwed up. That's not why I went bald. That's genetic. <laughs> I am telling you this. Uh, going back to Ethan's question. How can I, how can I talk about this? Because I know what's the wrong way to do it, all right? And trying to hook up with every girl, every pretty girl, or, you know, girls going with any guy who, who gives you attention or looks you away is not a healthy way to get in a relationship with somebody who you like. And I know you guys like people, and I'm not saying you shouldn't like people. I'm just saying, you might not be ready for all the responsibility that comes with it. And I'm trying to help you guard your heart to wait for the right time when you're old enough, for when you're emotionally mature, for when you're physically mature as far as like, you know, having a job. Are you going to marry someone who doesn't have a job? How are, how are you going? Especially girls. I'm talking to girls. But, and, and, and let's not look at Richard because <laughs> Richard's... Richard been on it. What did you say the other day? You haven't had a job in. I haven't had a paycheck in 15 years. He hasn't had a paycheck in 15 years. There you go. He turned out okay, though. That's why I say, don't look at Richard. Sorry. <laughs> right. Well, I'm saying, if you want to marry a missionary, fine. Good. Go. Do it. I'm all for it. Running on faith. It's good. All right. But I have some clips, I have some video clips that I want you guys to watch, okay? And this is, how many of you know who Mark Driscoll is? I've shown you video clips before. I send them almost every week in the email, all right? We have, I have sent these clips to you in email, but we're going to talk about them tonight, okay? We're going to discuss them a little bit. So, uh, Megan, show me the first clip, please. If I'm too young for marriage, is it wrong to date? Yes. What's the point of dating? Ultimately marriage. Let's say you're, you're years from being, you know, graduated, you're a guy, financially able to marry. Why? Why would you take a gal out and emotionally get connected, maybe cross sexual lines knowing this has no future? Why? You know what that is? That's using someone. Because you're lonely. Because you like companionship. Because you like sexual favors. You know, that's, that's not right. I mean, honestly, 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 if you're the single young guy here asking this question, or maybe you're a gal, I don't know if it's a male or a female, would you date one of my kids? Would you walk up to me if you're a guy and say, I, I know I'm not ready to marry and I have no intentions, could I just have your daughter for a few years? 
If you're a gal, would you do that with one of my sons? Walk up and say, oh, Pastor Mark, I, I have, I'm not ready to marry, and I don't intend to marry, and I'm not mature enough to marry, and I'm not in that season of marriage, but I'm just looking for someone to hang out with and get emotionally connected to and maybe have occasional sexual contact with. Could I have your sons for a few years? I would hope you would respect me enough as your pastor to say, I would never ask that. What I would say is treat everyone that way. Don't have people that you put in the bucket of, I honor them, and people you put in the bucket of, I dishonor them. Put everyone in the bucket of, they're an image bearer of God, and I honor them. And I honor them. And if you wouldn't disrespect someone whom you honor, a family that you honor, don't do that to anyone. Don't do that to anyone. Rather than worrying about dating, worry about maturing. Put your energies where they count. Disagree, agree. Anybody, anybody, you agree? Okay, very good. Anybody disagree? It's okay. It's okay. Everybody agrees that if you're too young to marry, you probably shouldn't date? You disagree. Okay, all right, let's hear it. How will you know? Okay, all right, we'll get there. We'll get there. We will get there, all right? What's your, what's your complaint or your tension? Right. Right. Okay. So 17, 18. And I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Okay. Um, 17, 18 is, you know, what? You're graduating high school, going to college. Is your boyfriend going to college with you? Probably not. Um, Mm -hmm. Right. That's usually what happens. Can you find out what you like and dislike in a group setting rather than the one-on-one thing before they even speak? So you go out, not a specific one person, but you go out with groups of people, and you never know you learn what you like and don't like. You could have Then you could have otherwise Right. And, that, and that's where we were going. I'm going to say, you know, a lot of people want to date just so they can do stuff physically. Right? And that's where people's hearts get entangled and, they get, and their hearts get broken and they get crushed. And it didn't need to happen. All right? So if you, you like somebody, you like people, um, go out in a group. Go out in a group. See if, see if you're compatible with them in that group for a while. Okay? Because anybody can put on a show in a group a couple of times. But eventually, you get to know them, you get to know their issues, because everybody got issues, okay? Nobody's perfect. And, you know, then you can start to settle, you can start to narrow in on one person and say, this is the kind of person I'm looking for. And, okay, now, what about that person? 
does that person, is that person, is that person ready? Are they, do they have the character that, that they need? Are they going to be a servant to me? Or are they just going to, are they, do they just want me to be there to, to do everything for them? Because a relationship is supposed to be a servant kind of deal where you're both serving each other. But if you've got a guy who just wants to sit on the couch and have you bring him food all day, right? I mean, I, there, there, are some, there are some couples I look at and I, and I just say, how did you not know that this person was like this before you married them? Because, why? They were so blinded by lust, uh, infatuation, you know, being in love with love. You know, some people just want to be in a relationship, you know. Or, or the guy played a role for a long time, you know. He just wanted to get the girl so he knew what he had to act like. And then they get married and things change. But if you're, if you're doing the group thing, you can get to know someone without all the pressure of, oh, gee, do I have to be physical with him? Is he going to leave me if I don't do anything? You know, you don't have to worry about those things. All right, let's show the second video, number two. This one's funny. I like this one. All right, you guys want to do a little Q&A? This is where it gets fun. This is the 8.30 value-added bonus. Okay, can a woman ask a man on a date if the woman is tired of waiting for the guy to ask her? No, but she can tell the guy to get off the pot. You know, I mean, she can tell him, look, what is your plan? <laughs> she can ask him, right? Let's say your buddies, your friends, you're hanging out. He's kind of flirting with you, talking with you. If it's that kind of thing, you're like, are you going to ask me out or not? Now, what I would say is this. First of all, you know, let's say you're a younger gal. And you, I'm working off the top of my head here after a long day filled up with Red Bull. So let me, let me do this right here because it's going to go on YouTube and I don't want to get picketed anymore. Um, <laughs> what I say is that you're a younger gal and you're being courted. This is where your dad gets involved. I would love this personally, right? This is what every dad lives for, right? Like, let me have a meeting. Every dad wants to, every dad who loves his daughter wants to ask her, you know, What's the point? Well, he's spending time with me, he's nice to me, maybe he's emailing me, but I don't know what he's doing. I'll find out, right? Because sometimes you're a young woman, you feel a little awkward. You're a dad, you're like, I love this. He's gonna squirm, it's gonna be awesome, right? Uh, so if you have a dad who's involved, then you send the dad to ask, dude, what's the plan? What are we doing? Okay, now let's say you're not that gal, and maybe you're an older single, and there's nobody running interference here for you. I think is it okay? What I would say, ladies, is don't chase a man because if you start chasing him, you gotta chase him for the rest of your life. Okay, you want him to pursue you. Okay, right? but you can go to the man and simply say this: You are confusing me. Right? You kind of flirt with me. Maybe you talk to me. We hang out together. I don't know what the are we friends? Are we? What are we doing? And you can and just say, you know, I don't need you to tell me right now. Think about it. Tell me what it is we're doing. It's okay for a woman to make the man show his cards. Too many guys hold their cards, right? You show me your cards, I'll show you mine. No, 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 no. Gentlemen, you put your hand on the table. Here's what I'm doing. I love Jesus, I'm interested in you, I wanna take you out. I love Jesus, I'm not interested in you, I don't wanna take it. what are we doing? Okay. Too many Christian guys are cowards. 
That's why so many non-Christian guys pursue Christian women because those women are waiting for any man who's got initiative, leadership, courage. That's why sometimes, you know, Christian women are interested in non-Christian men because the Christian men are cowards. Uh, it doesn't excuse the non-Christian men from being able to date the Christian women. The Christian women should not date the non-Christian men. But I would say, if you are a lady, do not chase a man. Feel free to put yourself in his way like Ruth did with Boaz. If you miss those sermons, they are online. She gets all dressed up, gets in his way. But I would say as well, having a woman is a great honor. Um, my wife is a, she's a treasure. Right? I mean, I really praise God that I get to be with her. I really, honestly, she's 20 years later, she's my first pick. Okay, I didn't pick her 20 years ago. I pick her every day. I love her every day. The last thing I would want is her to ever wonder, does Mark really want to be with me? Does he really desire me? Did he pursue me? Does he treasure me? Or did I sort of push him into this and he sort of felt like he was stuck? Ladies, this may move a guy, but you still don't know his heart. You don't want him to just move your direction. You want his heart to be inclined toward you, which means he has to initiate. Okay? And I would say, again, you can have a dad run interference. If you're courting, if you're an older single and you're in dating, I think it is okay just to ask just to ask the guy what he's doing. And gentlemen, I would tell you this with all love and sincerity. Don't be rude, don't be a thug, don't be a jerk, but don't be a coward. So many guys are thinking, well, I'll be rejected. Well, you know what? That's part of being a man. Part of being a man is taking initiative, sometimes failing, sometimes being rejected, sometimes having to pick yourself up and start over. That's part of being a man. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry to the woman who has this situation. Sounds like maybe there's a guy you really like and he doesn't know what he's doing. Maybe he's not the guy. All right. Should women chase men? No? No. No, they shouldn't. What? But we live in an age where girls are aggressive. Girls are aggressive. And he made mention of, made mention of the fact that, that Christian girls end up dating non-Christian guys because Christian guys are cowards, right? And a girl wants a real man. Um, but, but you can't date a non-Christian. That's just it. You just can't. Uh, 2 Corinthians 6.14, it says it. Um, Nathan, you got that? There we go. 6 verse 14. 2 Corinthians. Can we get it? Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What does unequally yoked mean? Join together. That's right. Right. Like, this is a picture of, like, goats or, or cows plowing a field. And they've got, they've got a yoke on them together, and they're plowing side by side. Well, one of, one of the goats is 
going this way and the other one's going this way. Or one of them's just sitting there and the other one's doing all the work, dragging the other one along. And so it's saying a Christian should not be joined with a non-Christian because you, you have two totally different mindsets. Hopefully, if you're a, a committed Christian, you know, you can be unequally yoked with a Christian because you can have a, someone who says they're a Christian but they don't read the Bible, they don't pray, they don't submit to God's Word, they don't like to worship, they just are just kind of there, but they say, yeah, I believe in Jesus. You know, this, this was the situation I had when I got out of college. I was the guy who was just like, yeah, I'm a Christian. What else do you want from me? I play on the church softball team. That means I'm a good Christian, right? <laughs> no. No, she wanted more from me, but I just couldn't give it to her. And so we had to break up because we were unequally yoked, even as Christians. Um, uh, what, remember, remember this, is, this, this whole series is based on the questions that you guys wrote. A lot of the questions, one of the questions was, um, why can't I date a non-Christian guy if they are nice? Okay? But hopefully I would, I would, I would hope you'd understand that being a Christian isn't just about your outward behavior. Okay? Being a Christian is about a changed heart and, and about Christ, Right? It's not just about, you know, whether I'm a nice person or not. Hopefully you are if you're a Christian. Um, and I always get that question from girls. I never get guys asking me, you know, can I date a non-Christian? It's always girls who want to date the non-Christian. Um, so if you're pursuing dating as a means to marriage, which is what it should be, uh, you can't be joined together with an unbeliever. If you are pursuing dating just to kiss and make out with someone, you shouldn't be dating anyway. And if you are pursuing a dating relationship so you can feel good about yourself, like, oh, this person likes me, so now I have value, uh, you need to understand that your value is defined by God and not by another person. Okay? Not whether or not a certain boy or a certain girl likes you. And that is hard for us to understand as people, especially as teenagers. It's like, if this boy doesn't like me, I am going to die. This boy liked me, but he doesn't like me anymore, so oh, I'm devastated. Man, this girl, that's my girlfriend. You can't touch her. So now I got to juke you, right? I am willing to take another human being's life because that girl is mine. Like, you guys know it in your head. Your value is defined by God. But you have so much influence. And this is where we go back to guarding our heart. There's so much influence uh, by movies, by music, by books. Twilight. Uh, okay? That you feel like you have to have someone. Or my relationship has to be like the relationship in that book or in that movie. I want to feel what that song is singing about. So I'm going to run into a relationship. But you got to guard your heart. All right. So what are some characteristics you should be looking for in who you date? We have three categories, okay? First category is what we call non-negotiables. What does that mean? 
Right. You can't yes, Carrie. Very good. You can't compromise. Like these are things that have to happen. We don't negotiate on these things. All right. What are some things that we do not negotiate on? Number one, have to be a Christian. Very good. Yes. Ready to go, Slam. Number two, have to be the opposite sex. Very good, Richard. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what are, what else? What are some other non-negotiables? What was that? Sexual relations. Um, someone who's committed to not having sexual relations before you're married. That's a non-negotiable. That is definitely a non-negotiable. Um, they have to be pursuing marriage too, right? They're not just in it for fun. So that's a non-negotiable. They should be ready for marriage. Okay? They should have a job, right? They should know how to take care of someone else. Or they will learn that as they go, I guess. No one really knows when they get married, right? Oh, you see now? Yeah, okay. All right, so those are some good non-negotiables. Don't bend on those, please. Don't bend on those. Second category we have are negotiables, okay? Things we can negotiate, things we can talk about. Uh, how many kids do you want to have? I want to have four. Okay, I only want to have two. All right, we'll negotiate on that. Richard? Richard just has a running total. You want to have 80 kids. Wow. feel sorry for your wife. <laughs> Negotiable things. Things like, where are we going to live? We can, we can negotiate on that. Um, how much time do we spend with each other while we're dating? We can negotiate on that. There are things that are negotia- negotiable. All right. Uh, and the last thing, last thing we have are preferences, things that we might prefer, but don't really need. Okay. These are not deal breakers like, like blonde hair or brown hair. I don't know. <laughs> How much money do they make? Yeah. Oh, yes, number of teeth. Whether they are balding or not, that's, that's just, they don't, you don't need to break. That shouldn't even come into the equation. That shouldn't even come into the equation. What? I didn't hear you. Right? Right, like what kind of car you drive. These are preferences. Going back to non-negotiables. Non-negotiables, they should, they should be submissive to God's word. All right? They have to be able to look at God's word and say, I am willing to submit to whatever this says. As should you. Every one of us should be like that. If we claim to be a Christian, we should be able to look at God's word and say, this is 
This is what God says. I'm going to submit to God. All right? We don't just submit to the book. We submit to God who wrote the book. Okay? Finally, let's show our last video. How do we know? When do we start? Last one. How will I know when I'm strong enough in my walk with Jesus to start dating? What I would say is this, you're probably not the best person to diagnose that, right? Good godly people who know you, they're probably better. Let's say you're in a community group and there's an older couple that's leading it, right? Or there's a married couple, a good married couple that's leading your community group. Ask them. So here's where I'm at, you know me, I'm in this community group Bible study with you, you know, what do you think? Am I at a point where I should be looking toward a relationship? Okay, part of it is, in your heart, do you want a relationship? And then secondly, regarding your readiness, someone else needs to speak in. If you've got good godly parents, ask them. If you've got good godly friends, ask them. And ask them to be honest, right? Say, honestly, I'm looking for the truth. You know me, I've made, I'm making changes, I'm learning, I'm growing. Do you think I'm in a place where I'm ready for a relationship? Or do you see other aspects of my character, my walk with God, that I still need to mature before I'm ready? You know, and if you don't know, sometimes that is, that is just having the humility to seek good godly counsel. You know what? If, if you're in this church, there are plenty of people who love Jesus and give good godly counsel. Community group leaders, deacons, elders, they can give you good counsel. But it needs to be somebody who kind of knows you so they can see where you're truly at. All right. How many of you let your parents know who you're dating or who you're interested in before you start dating? Donna, Donna tells her mom, that's good. Yes, less, very good. It's actually a wise thing. It's actually a wise thing. Because like he said, sometimes we are not the best person to pick who to, to, to say if we're ready for something or not. And so if you really want to date somebody, if you really want to like somebody, it's okay to like people, okay? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's okay to like people. But as far as to say whether we think you're ready to start giving your heart away to someone, you know, when you're 14, 15, you still got high school to go to, you're not really going anywhere with this relationship. You're not probably not going to get married. Why? Why be in this, why start something that is probably just going to end in heartbreak? All right? So, some suggestions. Resist the urge to just fall into relationships. We have all kinds of urges, right? We have urges to slap people when they say something to us. Do we do it? Okay. We have urges to yell at people. Um, some of you are better than others at suppressing that urge. Um, I have an urge to ram my truck into people on the road because of how bad people drive. All right? I resist that urge. Not every urge or desire should be acted on. Okay? And that includes... You know, you like somebody, you don't just jump into a relationship with them. You make sure they're ready, you make sure you're ready before you do that. It could save you a lot of heartache. Go out in groups, okay? Don't do the one-on-one -on -one thing, because 
You guys, as soon as, as soon as you start to drive, you're going to start going out one-on-one with boys. And, and guys are just going to start taking girls out. And like Brother Charlie always says, you're going to go park under the cedar tree. And, you know, and, and start doing things that you shouldn't be doing. You know that Jesus said, Jesus said sensuality was a sin? And he separated it from sexual immorality. He, he listed off this long list of sins, and he includes sexual immorality and sensuality as something else. So like when you're making out with your boyfriend or, you know, feeling each other up or doing whatever, having thoughts about somebody in a sexual way, that's sensuality. And it's, it's a way that we need to learn how to control our thoughts, to submit every thought to Christ. All right? So don't just go by your urges. Go out in groups like we talked about. Make sure you're both ready emotionally and spiritually. And how do you find out if you're, if you're ready, if you're mature enough? Talk to other people, right? Talk to mature adults, people who have been there. Richard, should they talk to you? Yes, yes. Talk, yes. And there's all kinds of people you guys can talk to around here. In this church, especially, you can talk to Brett Charlie, you can talk to... Um, Talk to Chris's mom and dad. You can talk to Megan's mom and dad. There's all kinds of people. All kinds of people, okay? Make sure you're not just using the other person just to feel good about yourself. All right? Because that turns the other person into an idol. You know what happens when, when you take idols away from people? They can't, they can't function. When you take someone's idol away, they can't function. And so what happens if that boyfriend or girlfriend breaks up with you? You can't function. It was an idol. And finally, pray, pray, pray. How many of you pray for the person that you're going to marry? Christy, very good. Tanika, Mala, Tioma, good. That is the most important person you can be praying for. Because apart from your relationship with Jesus, the relationship with your spouse is the next most important thing. So pray for them now. Ask God for wisdom. Pray to God about the type of person you want. And finally, allow God to change you into the type of person who is worthy of the person that you want. Right? It's not just about looking at someone and saying, wow, they're great, I want them. It's you got to look at yourself and say, wow, am I mature enough? Am I, am I good enough for them? Uh, or am I just going to bring them down? And that's not something that we think about all the time. We think about just what we want, but then we get the relationship that we want, and we find out, hmm, we're not, I'm not really the best fit for this person. So, one thing I will say is that with this group of teenagers, when I was growing up, I mean, we would jump from person to person to person to person to person. Like every other week, it was like new relationship, new couple, you know. So-and-so was, so-and-so broke up with so-and-so, so now they're going out with them and them and them and them. And you guys are pretty good about that. We don't have a lot of couples in here, unless I'm blind, right? I know you guys like each other, but that's okay, you know. All we're saying is be careful. Guard your heart. 
Seek wisdom in these things. Don't jump into something before you're ready for it. Because then you might end up being stabbed by a two-year-old. Or a 31-year-old. I don't know. Anybody want to get stabbed? Just kidding. All right. Thank you, guys. You guys have been good tonight. Yes, Mitchello. All right. Mitchello, go ahead. Everybody pay attention. I mean, I just it's the same thing that uh, Pastor Jeremy has been saying before. Uh, but I just couldn't help but hear just you know, the giggles. And, and I know it, it's a helpful to hear about like sexual relation and something that we feel and all this stuff. And like, you know, um, you know, but, but we're not we're not ignorant to know that you know, this time of age, you know, you've got 11 year old, you've got your girls who are pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I get stories from nurses and Hospitals where you have girls and girls and babies. And so, and so for girls, for girls who should do it, you know, don't, it may be embarrassing, it may be uncomfortable, or you may just not talk, but uh, really keep the words of what foster parents are saying, parents are sharing, it's a secure relationship, and just really, uh, you know, this. Me and Steve had the same conversation. Like he went spoke to a school kid, a bunch of uh, boys that had problems with. Mm-hmm. The conversation we talked about was dating. I that. And I'm just going to let you know straight up guys in the Bahamas, not just the Bahamas, guys that aren't Christian. They got one thing on the brain. Even some Christians. That's it. So you girls got to understand that guys will use. Sex, or use fake love to get what you have. You may think they love you, but that is love. And all those guys down the team, all they cared about was one thing, one more girls. That was it. Now, you go over the Christian side of things, they don't get too much better. Actually, it should be better, but still, Christian guys have good intentions going into something, but when you put yourself in a situation, and you're not ready for like that night, you're not going to stop. Because you put yourself in the wrong place, the wrong time, the wrong equipment, and you don't know what you're doing, next thing you know, what, what just happened? It was too late. But for you girls, it's way too late because when you get pregnant, like Jesus said, most of the time guys, they're gone. You got, you got your stuff in the baby. But unfortunately, the burden falls on the girls to be the ones to say, I ain't doing this. Because that's all these guys in school, that's all they're really after. Once they get that, they move on to the next one. So I encourage you girls, mainly, just to keep your purity as a treasure. And guys, you guard your sisters as sisters. Don't treat them that way. And don't let these guys prey upon your sister's rights. If you see something happen, just step in. You've got to protect them. Mm-hmm. They, they only have one thing. That's it. That part of too. <laughs> All right, let's pray, you guys. You guys have been good tonight. Thanks. Lord, Lord, we know that you have what is best for us.
you desire good for us. Lord, I pray for these teens right now that they would that they would let the patience pay off. It may seem hard right now, and it might not make sense to them um, because they desire so greatly to be with somebody to feel companionship. Um, but Lord, I just pray that you would show them that waiting is the best. that they would become the people that you want them to be, the kind of wife, the kind of husband, uh, in their character and in their love for you. Just so that when they do find that person that you have for them, that they would, they would, they would just see the benefits and just reap, uh, reap the benefits of, of, of waiting and being that person that, that you've desired them to be. God, give us all patience, including myself. Give, forgive us for the mistakes that we have made. Lord, you are forgiving. You are merciful. You can restore anyone. Lord, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for Jesus and for his sacrifice for us that makes us able to come to you and pray to you tonight. And uh, Lord, just give us a good week. Give us patience in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys. You all are dismissed.